But I want to look at something here today, just briefly. And the two things I'm going to be looking at may seem at first to be very separate, but they're actually one and the same, I really believe. What's on my finger here? How many wedding bands do we have in the house? Just stick them up. So. Okay, wedding bands, wedding rings. Yep, we got them in the house here. What does that wedding ring mean? Uh, just what does it mean? You look at it and you say, oh, that person must be? Okay, they are in a marriage covenant. They must be married. That means if they're married, they made a vow to be committed to your spouse. That means I am no longer of the single world. I put this on, and what this represents is I don't date anymore unless it's my wife. Okay? What I, what, what, what this represents, sex, I don't uh, try to attract anyone else of the opposite sex. Because I got the best. No, I'm just joking. Well, that was, that was. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, dear. I know all of you guys feel the same way. What this right here means is I'm off the market. I am not of that world anymore. That's what that means. Now, does this wedding ring here mean that is that what makes Tracy and I married? No. There are times that I don't have this on, very, very few doing work or this, that, and the other. Am I still married? Yeah. This does not mean, this does not, this is not what married Tracy and myself. Okay? The vows and the commitments we made to the Lord in public. And then with the help of those that the Lord put in place, signing names on legally work. So, spiritually and legally, it's those vows seen by others. That's what brings us into a marriage covenant. This right here just then says, okay, we made a marriage covenant, and we want everybody else to know it. Everybody with me? Easy enough, right? About three weeks ago, I started getting nostalgic, and I broke into some of my old music, some of my old Christian rock that back in the day they thought was the most rebellious stuff in the world. Does the name Petra ring a bell to anybody in the house? Oh, it needs to ring a bell for all of you because they were an awesome band. Woo! I got listened to it, and man, I'd be out on the mower with my big old honking earphones that just embarrassed the snot out of my kids, and I don't even care. And I am just being blessed. And it's not standard worship music like we see. Petra is like Bible study to rock music, man. I am totally like being fed sitting there on the mower. I'm like, yes, amen. 
preach it back to me as I had it on my playlist on good old. And there's one song that just kept just coming back to me as I had it on my playlist on good old Pandora. And the, world, the, the, the song title is Not of This World. And so much so, I just wanted to present it to you. I'm just going to read you the lyrics. I'm not going to sing it to you, I promise. But this is, this is the lyrics. We are pilgrims in a strange land. We are so far from our homeland. With each passing day, it seems so clear. This world will never want us here. We're not welcome in this world of wrong. We are foreigners who don't belong. We are strangers. We are aliens. We are not of this world. We are envoys. We must tarry. With this message, we must carry. There's so much to do before we leave. With so many more who may believe. Our mission here can never fail. The gates of hell will not prevail. Jesus told us men would hate us, but we must be of good cheer. He has overcome this world of darkness. Soon we will depart from here. We are not of this world. You say, and who's we? Those who made a vow. to the Father, through Jesus. Let me just read a few scriptures here. John 18 has Jesus saying, my kingdom, everybody say my kingdom, my kingdom is not of this world. Now, what is the world? The world is the way that people just instinctively think. Usually, it has everything to do with self-centeredness and me, me, me. Or it has everything to do with trying to make everything fair in a very unfair world, and therefore it becomes very self-centered. Me, me, me. It has everything to do with letting fear run you around. It has everything to do with anger and bitterness running you around. It has everything to do with you responding to your feelings rather than to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. The world is a whole different system than the kingdom of God. Who's with me right now? The world is totally different than the kingdom of God. So Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, you ready for this? He said, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But basically Jesus is saying, I told them not to. I've got a job to do. First John, then, if God's kingdom, that we are from God. Now, who is it then? If God's kingdom is different than the world, who is the king of this world? First John, chapter 5, we know that we are from God and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. See, I want everyone to understand real quick. When Jesus took the keys of, 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 of death and hell back from Satan... Satan still walks in the authority that the world offers it. So anytime that we live like the world, guess who still has authority over us? Satan can't get me only if you are walking with your eyes fixed on Christ in the kingdom. Otherwise, you are open game, man. You got a bigger target sign than target does. And he, you are fair game. 
Not only do you have a target sign, you got a welcome mat on top of it. Then we sit around going, oh, but I prayed about it. But how have you been, how have you been living? How have you been walking? Who's making the decisions? You and your own strength? Or are you seeking the face of God to give you the wisdom to make what decisions you need to make? I am going to get to a point here. That for a moment, guys. James chapter 4 says, You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world makes you an enemy with God? What do you mean friendship with the world? When I do what the world tells me to do, which is basically when I do what I want to do, that's what the bottom line is. When I do what I want to do, I'm basically saying, God, I want nothing to do with you. 1 John chapter 2 says, don't love the world or the things of this world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father can't even be in him because why? You're not even connected with the Father. You're walking your own way. You're moving down your own path. So Romans 12 says, do not be conformed. Everybody say conformed. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you do that? Allowing the Holy Spirit to begin to work in you, surrendering the fact that I can't, but He can. It's not my will be done, but His will be done. So, this is where I get a big chuckle. On the news that I previously used to watch, there is a lot of anti-Christian sentiment going on around out there jerks. We say when on the crowd going, oh, we deserve it because we've been kind of jerks. We say one thing and then do the other, but now it's just getting pretty crazy. And as we've seen, you know, even the, what, what's going on with terrorism and beheadings and all that stuff, that's written right in the Word, Revelation 13. He said that was going to happen, and it is. But what's going on in America? It's, it's, it's getting pretty obvious that half of society cannot stand, a portion of society cannot stand anything to do with the name of Jesus, or at least to the word Christian. But here's the funny part, you guys, ready for that? That's not the part that bothers me. This is the part that bothers me when I see Christians getting worked up about it. Our rights, our rights, our rights, our rights, our rights, our rights. They start just stomping and kicking, acting like nobody should be treating us this way. How dare you treat us this way? At which point I'm like, have you missed something, brother and sister? Christian, insist because the word is very clear that says in 1 John chapter 3, don't be surprised, brothers and sisters, that the world hates you. Don't be surprised. If you have me, the world hates you. Don't be surprised. Don't sit around going, oh, well, we've got to get in here and we've got to change things up. And we No. Quite honestly, the more we serve the Lord, two things are going to happen. The more we serve the Lord, the more we're going to have the enemy not happy, but the more we're going to see fruit. That's why it says, be careful 
be concerned if all speak well of you. Why? Because if you're acting just like the world, ain't nothing coming out of your life. Now, I'm not saying get out there and be a punk about everything. Don't go, you don't have to go down and tell everybody this, that, and the other. Just live a life and stand for what you believe and don't be afraid of it. Because the Word says, don't be surprised when the world hates you. In fact, John 15 says, if you were of the world, the world would love you. But because you're not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, the world hates you. Don't be shocked. Don't be shocked. I loved it. Yes, sure. <laughs> I walked up thing. Well, I was looking for particular Christian literature. <laughs> I walked up there. And I just, I asked the info desk, said, uh, I'm looking for thus and such. And boy, the look I got could have just like pierced me right between the eyes. I'm like, hmm, hello. Well, on their name tag, it was kind of cool. On their name tag, it has the name of the worker, and then I guess it's something that the store wanted to do. Three things that I'd like you to know about me. You know, some people, I, I like riding bikes, I like this. Well, this particular individual had, I stand for separation of church and state. <laughs> and I thought, because when I got the whole laser through the eyeball thing, you know, like, whoo. Then I looked at him like, oh, okay. Okay, I got it. Which, guess what? It's going to sound nuts. Gave me a love for that person. Man, I just wanted to love all over him. What was I? I was trying to ask him questions and talk to him. I know it's just annoying the snot out of him, but I'm like, I'm not trying to. I really love you. God wants to do something awesome in your life. I might have to go back there today. John 17 says this, who's the, given them your word, who's them? I have given them your word. Jesus is talking. Who's the, who is them? The body of Christ. I've given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Am I getting my point across? Two separate things. If you are walking in Christ, you should not be overly worried about what's going on in the world. And I'm talking about the news, the thing that I'm talking about, how the world treats you. John 17, Jesus said, they're not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. But I love what he said in Phil and Paul said in Philippians. He said, our citizenship is in heaven. Our citizenship. We, now have, we are now citizens of heaven. We just haven't gotten there yet. Okay? We got our green card to be here on earth. But all our paperwork is in heaven. Okay? That's where it is. And so we await our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So Ephesians chapter 2, Paul says, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens. You are fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. We are... So this is why... We are citizens of heaven. So this is why in John 17, and before any of you sit back and go, well, then I, need to, I can't wait to get out of here if they're going to hate us this much. 
Anybody ever heard the little phrase, in the world, not of it? Who's ever heard that before? I'm in the world, not of it. A lot of people take that phrase as, I'm in the world, not of it, so I really need to life, live a life that is doing its best to be sure that I just keep separate and get out of here in one piece. My grandfather used to pray, he had a lot of struggles, not, not, not the one you knew, but my mother, grandfather used to pray, get me to heaven at any cost. Now, absolutely, I agree. But I think sometimes we sow, there are people that maybe want out of here so much that they just can't wait to get out of here. They can't wait to, to ditch this place and get to heaven. But here's what Jesus then said. He threw a monkey wrench into, into the whole thing. He said, the world's going to hate you, but guess what? Jesus saying, Father, as you sent me into the world, I'm now sending them into the world. So here's the thing. He says, okay, people of God, your citizenship is in heaven. You are not of this world because the world is governed by the prince of darkness, Satan. This world, you do not live as the world lives. You are not of this world. Don't be surprised if they hate you. Don't be surprised when they come down and try to persecute you. Don't be surprised by any of this, but I've given you a one-way ticket to go back and be in it. I've sent you. You know what He sent us for? He has sent us to be a light here. And this is where we struggle as believers. Because we try to come up with programs and we try to come up with uh, ways to get people to know Jesus when simply He says, no. Am I in you? Yes. Holy Spirit's working great things in you? Yes. Then get out there and live the life and watch what I do with you. Do you know if just one of you sitting here today would leave this place and simply live the life that God is doing in you right now? the fruit that would come pouring from that. You're not of this world, but you've been sent into this world. Who's with me right now? So, now that I've made myself clear about not being of the world, let's get back to this thing on my phone. This does not... <coughs> this does not marry me. This does not wed me to my wife, but this tells everyone I am married to Tracy Chapel. Right? That's what it tells me. There is a particular act of obedience that God set before us that is the equivalent of this wedding ring, and that's called baptism. Your baptism, you being baptized is like putting the wedding ring on. Baptism does not save you. But if I walked around every day of my life saying I'm married to Tracy and I really am, but I refuse to wear a wedding ring, what could that say? What could that say? that I don't take it serious, that I'm embarrassed by what my vows, my, my vows. 
I mean, it could be that your finger's too fat to have the ring on there now, but what I'm saying is, put this, guys, I put this on more, not just for decorative reasons. I put this on so people know that I made a vow to this woman that she is who I stand with for the rest of my life. Every decision that is made is made with her in mind. Amen? Okay, folks, what is our wedding ring when we make vows to Christ and we say, be our Lord and Savior, I surrender my life, I surrender my bitterness and my anger, I can't do it, but you did it, Lord. Change me, transform me. What is our wedding ring? Baptism declares to the world, I am not of this world anymore. Baptism represents this. You step into the waters. In the brethren denomination, we dunk. In the Baptist, you take them back. Brethren do it three times. Baptists take it back one long time. But either way, some people are going underwater. We were called to immerse. And what does that immerse? Death. What does that represent? Death. Whose death? Our death. Connected with who else's death? His death. I am crucified with Christ. There it goes. So when I'm under that water for the couple seconds, or depending on how I feel about you that day, (laughs) when you go underwater, that is representative of the death, your death, death of the flesh, death of your vows to the world. And you are saying, I am coming out of this world because He's called me out. But it don't stop there. I'm under there. And as I rise again, oh, what's that representing? The resurrection of Christ, new life for me. And I am telling people, hey, I made a vow, baby. I'm not of this world anymore. I'm committed to one. And I'm taking it serious. And I'm walking it. Here it is. And I'm going to wear it proud. Now, I'm going to tell you what. A lot of us, like myself, I got baptized when I was a kid. And I don't know how many countless of people have said, You know, I got baptized, but I'm realizing now I don't really realize what I was doing at the time. Anybody ever felt that way before? I didn't really realize what I was doing at the time. I've actually had some conversation here in the last little bit of folks that said, hey, you know, is there anything wrong with rebaptism? No, because now you're doing it because you're putting your wedding ring on. You're putting your faith ring on. Now you're doing it. So this is what we're going to do. Talk about random. Next Sunday, we've got a couple things going on, but next Sunday we're going to honor some graduates here, 
Can't believe school's almost over. We got some graduates we're going to honor next week. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to show up in shorts and a t-shirt next week. First, because it's summer and it feels a lot better. We're going to have the baptismal pool full. Whoever would like to truly, if they have not, they feel in their hearts they have not truly, and you want it public wedding ring, <laughs> the vows you've made to Christ, and you want it publicly declared, next week's going to be a week of baptism right here. I hope we have a line out the door. If we do, I'll send somebody to Hardee's or something, and we'll just have food for you when you get out. Okay? Let me know. It would be wonderful to know. But you know what? Show up with an extra pair of clothes and a towel. We're going to have ourselves a ceremony next week. No, this isn't going to be uh, our standard membership in, in baptism. This is truly going to be, I declare publicly my vows to Christ Jesus. Once and for all, here I am. Amen? Can we do that next week? Can we take some time and do that? Bring your, bring your, bring your stuff, bring your towel. Please bring a towel. Bring a towel. We'll take care of everything else. I'm going to tell you what, we're going to declare together. God is a good God. He deserves to be honored. He deserves to be praised, and I want the world to know, I declare Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen? Who can declare that today? Amen? He is. I am not of this world. I am not of this world anymore. I, I am not of this world anymore. I cannot do things like the world tells me to do them. I cannot believe the way the world tells me to believe. I have to believe God's report first. Amen? I have to believe God's report first. I cannot go down with the world's report first. God's report. He's on the throne. Jesus, continue your work in us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're separating us. Areas, Lord, where we keep holding on to the world like we have to have it. Lord, convict us of those areas so that we keep laying them down. We just get serious and say, hey, I serve you, Lord. You're my master. You're my friend. You're my Lord. You're my Savior. You're the lover of my soul. And I want the world to know. And I want to walk in fear of offending. I don't want to walk in fear of hurting. That is never what we set out to do. We just want to stand on truth that, God, you are a good God. I don't even look down at anybody. My goodness, I couldn't save myself. I needed you to do it, Jesus. How, should I, how could I look down on somebody? If anything, I thank you for giving me love for people that are around me. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you for compassion. This isn't about somebody thinking their God was heaven because of what Jesus did. Nothing. I was deserving hell. And what I got was heaven because of what Jesus did. I didn't do one blame thing. I thank you that we're all at the level, foot, uh, the level ground at the foot of the cross. Thank you right now, Lord. And I thank you, Jesus, right now that you want to meet somebody even here today. Lord, you will say, hey, let me, t let, let, let me have your life. I created your life. I know what I desire for your life. Let me have it.
Lord, we receive the life you've given us. We thank you for saving us. We thank you for forgiving us of the sin that kept us so separated from you. And we thank you, Lord, as we give our hearts to you. And we declare to the world, to God be the glory, great things he has done. He is my Jesus, my Lord. God, we love you. We thank you. And we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Jesus, for you are good. I'll tell you what I'd love to do. If anybody here today here has a mom here, or grandmother here, or an aunt here, or just some wonderful woman you're sitting near, we got some flowers up here. We just like to honor them. Again, we just thank you, Father, for blessing our moms, blessing us with, with the moms, with the women that you've placed in our lives, for you are good. So I'm going to ask you if you are a child, a teenager, an, a young, an adult, whoever, you have a mom here, an aunt here, a grandmother here, some woman that you consider a mom figure, I want you to come on up here, grab a flower and take it back to them, and just love them, love each of them, and that will be our benediction.